At Qualcomm, we believe in staying connected, and you can see us wherever 5G is helping transform telemedicine, supporting remote education, and powering mobile PCs. The Invention Age is here. Learn more at qualcomm.com slash invention age. Fake money, fake teachers, fake assets. In 1971, President Richard Nixon took the U.S. dollar off the gold standard, turning the U.S. dollar into fiat money, government money, fake money. In 2008, the world economy crashed when fake assets, fake mortgages, and fake financial experts led us down a path to ruin. Think about this. Why do schools choose not to teach us about money? Why are 78% of all Americans living paycheck to paycheck? Why are students staggering under a trillion dollars in student loan debt? Because a fake world makes the rich richer and the poor and middle class poorer, and that's exactly how the government wants it. The only way to protect yourself is to learn how to separate the real from the fake. Go to richdad.com to get your copy of Fake by Robert Kiyosaki and learn how to spot the manipulation of reality we live with every day. Don't get fooled again. Get your copy of Fake by Robert Kiyosaki at richdad.com. That's richdad.com. This is the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Hello, 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 this is Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, about the good news and bad news about money. But anyway, we have a great show for you today. This is the real question. Are you working for fake money? Is your paycheck just full of fake money? And are you saving fake assets? I mean, fake money? Is your bank account full of fake dollars or yen or pesos or euros? And are you taking advice from fake teachers? You know, people who are not really a rich people, but they're got something to sell you. So I'm shamelessly plugging my latest book, which is out right now. It's called Fake, Fake Money, Fake Teachers, Fake Assets. And they're all related. Money, teachers, and assets are all one really subject because they're all fake right now. And if you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, lesson number one is the rich don't work for money. And most people miss that lesson. You know, it's because money is no longer money. It's fake. And today's programs are very important money because, you know, most people go to school to work for money. They're taught to save money and buy fake assets, paper assets, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and ETFs. So for those of you who are really concerned about your financial future, today is a very, very important show because you'll know this between fake and what's real. And in, rich, and in my latest book, Fake, which is already sold out on Amazon, you can't get it there, which is pretty good. And they're demanding that they, they want to know why we don't have enough inventory because it's selling out everywhere. And it's a big book. But I think it's a hot subject today because of, you know, President Trump calling the news fake and all this stuff. So it's a very good book and fake money, fake teachers and fake assets. They're all the same thing. They're, they're related here. We just had this announcement that came out in January of 2019 by Bloomberg. And it says demand for gold and silver is so high that central banks in, according to the World Gold Corporation, you gotta take that with a grain of salt, has bought more gold since 1971. Since it took all this year, but they started to buy more gold than ever before since 1971. Now, 1971 is a very important year because that's the year President Nixon took the dollar off the gold standard. And for those who may not know financial history, because they'll never teach you this in school or business schools, 
is that in 1944, just before the end of World War II, the world decided, it was called the Bretton Woods Conference, that the U.S. dollar would be as good as gold. So, the, so what happened in 1944 was the dollar became, the U.S. dollar became the new, US, the new gold, and central banks, you know, like the Fed, the Euro, the Japanese Central Bank, and all this stuff, instead of holding gold, they held U.S. dollars. And then in 1971, President Nixon, when he took the dollar off the gold standard, allowed the, you know, forced the war. He, what it did was the United States started printing money. I mean, it's as simple as that. The U.S. Treasury gives money to the U.S. Fed, and they print these magical dollars. That was, that's what happened in 1971. And the world economy boomed because this fake money was going into the universe all over the world. And so that's why if you read Rich Dad Poor Dad, lesson number one is the rich don't work for money because money is fake. Fake, 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 fake. Now the question is, what's going to happen now? You know? So read my book, Fake, Fake Money, Fake Teachers, and Fake Assets. Any comments, Kim? <laughs> well, when you talk about fake, you know, there's fake versus real. And what's fake is everybody has an opinion about gold and silver and where it's going and where it's heading. And, and it really is about opinion is fake, but real is fact. So today we've got an expert here and we're going to go through some of the facts of what's happening. We're going to go through some of the facts of why it's happening and how is it going to affect you and your money. And should you be saving gold and silver? I mean, real gold and silver, not fake gold and silver. Fake gold and silver are ETFs. ETFs, they're, they're as fake as they come. They're as fake as a mutual fund. And when this next crash comes, I hope I'm wrong, but these mutual funds and ETFs and bonds and all that will be toast because of what happened in 1971 when President Nixon started printing fake U.S. dollars. So our guest today is Kevin Demerit. He is the founder and chairman of Lair Capital and Wilshire Finance. And for full disclosure, I'm on uh, Kevin's program for Lair Capital. He, uh, I endorse silver and gold, but I'll also for full disclosure, I take no pay for it. I'm, I am not censored like I am most of the time when I'm on CNBC and those guys. But Kevin lets me say what I want to say. So I do speak for Lear Capital. I do recommend buying silver and gold. So I want to thank Kevin for allowing me to be on the program because without Lear Capital, you know, nobody would listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Kevin. <laughs> well, thank you, Kim. Thank you, Robert. I, I appreciate it. And thank you for having me on the program. It's yeah. an honor. Yeah, let me say one more thing about gold and silver. It's what happened in our business schools after 1971, losing their fake teachers is all the business school teachers started denouncing gold. They said gold is a barbaric relic of the past and silver and all this stuff. So all the young guys, and Kevin's a young guy, they started coming out of the business schools in 1970 singing the tune of Volcker and those guys that gold was a barbaric relic of the past. Everybody was singing the same song. And Kevin is a young guy, very successful business school graduate. And I was kind of shocked to meet him for the first time in uh, Beverly Hills, California. I said, Kevin, how come a young guy like you is in gold and silver? So let's start with that, Kevin. What is your background and how did you get into forming Lear Capital and Wilshire Finance? Yeah, you know, my father collected coins um, 
and, and precious metals for as far back as I could remember. So I did go to business school, um, have degrees in finance and economics. When I got out of college, I came to California and immediately was in the banking industry on the international banking side. So we helped companies on an international basis, uh, you know, get into the market. And we actually established banks, and those banks were capitalized with fake money. They were capitalized with, back then, which was quite some time ago, uh, a lot of European currency, so lira, what have you. And we would have to hedge all of these currencies that they had capitalized in the bank so that it didn't fluctuate too much on their balance sheet. And one day I woke up and said, why am I doing this with all of this currency? Why can't I do it with something more simple and it holds its value uh, much better with gold? And then we can just hedge everybody at the same time. So we started doing that. Uh, the companies absolutely loved it, uh, decreased their complications on the, the hedging side. But, you know, no, wait, it started wait, to increase in value also. Yeah, wait, for, for those men, none of what hedge means, it means insure. It's it mitigate, lessen your risk. And what, what happened after 1971, a whole new industry was spawned. It was called FX, foreign exchange. And whole new guys started there because, you know, currency was going up and down, up and down, up and down in value because it had no stability behind of it. So what Kevin decided to do was just hedge it, say, let's just go back to the basics, which is gold. And in my book, Fake, I call gold and silver God's money because gold and silver were here when the earth was formed and gold and silver will be here long after we're all gone. So you, saw, you started hedging. Instead of playing foreign exchange, you started just went gold. Is that correct? Yeah, we went into gold. Uh, I'm the one that started calling you know, these gold companies to purchase tremendous amounts of physical gold. And uh, at some point, uh, one of the managers said, you know, I'm leaving. Do you want to come over here and manage this company? And I was fairly young at the time. I was 23 years old. I said, geez, sure. You know, sound like a great opportunity and something I loved, I grew up with, uh, managed that company for a little while. And then after that, went out and started, uh, you know, Lear Capital. At the time, uh, my father passed away, and I named the company after him. So Lear Capital is named after my father, um, and it, I thought it was appropriate uh, to do that, especially because he, like you, just absolutely loved, you know, precious metals not for all of his portfolio, but some portion of his portfolio, he always tried to keep 15, 20% in real money. Right, gold and silver. That's so, right. So what's happening today? I mean, you know, if Bloomberg is saying that central banks are buying more bullion since 1971, you know, the, even the central banks who've been, this is the point, ladies and gentlemen, what happened after 1944, this is a very important, the Bretton Woods Agreement, the U.S. dollar became gold technically. It was backed 20% by gold. And when Nixon took it off the gold standard, that meant the U.S. could print as much as it wanted, yet central banks hung on because the dollar is such a strong currency. So for in, 19, for in 2018, for banks to be dumping dollars and buying hard gold and silver, what does that mean to you, Kevin? Well, I think what it means is, uh, you know, a lot of what you're talking about is, you know, you had this paper money that was backed by gold, so you couldn't print any more paper money than you had gold to back it. And when we came off that standard, now you can print as much paper money as you want. And so as you print that paper money, the value of gold typically increases because you've got more of the fake money out there 
uh, that can purchase different types of assets, including gold, uh, which is real money. So, so, you know, I wish I were a central bank. I can print fake money as much as I want, and I can go out and purchase gold. real money like gold. And in the past 50 years, the central banks have not seen the activity that we saw last year about selling off dollars and printing money and then replacing that with gold. They're after the real stuff, just like you're talking about in your book. So what does that mean when Russia is buying all this gold and dumping U.S. dollars? What what does that mean? Well, I think it means to them that they think we've printed up too much of the fake money, right? We had a... So they don't trust it. They don't trust it. They don't trust it. They think it's going to come down. We've printed 10 or actually $12 trillion since... 2008. It's hard to comprehend $12 trillion. It's a lot of money to be printed up as debt. And when you increase the money supply or increase your debt by twice, then the value of gold is going to move up. And I, that's where I think that their uh, minds are and the, the direction they're headed. Yeah, and there's, there's another point. Of, there's a couple of point of views I want our listeners to understand because this is my kind of, I love this subject. Is that because you know Kim and I have started three companies were taken public through the Toronto Stock Exchange. One was gold, one was real estate, and one was silver. Well, one was gold, one was well, one was silver. And we Kim and I founded this gold company in China, and we found I think you know they estimate a billion dollars. It was, worth it of was gold. a big hit. <laughs> and all it of a sudden, a the find. Chinese government said thank you very much, and they confiscated our company. So this is the point here, ladies and gentlemen. It's not just that they're taking gold. But they're putting gold into deep storage. They're also acquiring the mines that produce the gold. And this is Russia and China. The U.S. is completely clueless right now. We're not buying gold and silver, but Russia and China are. And, you know, they're friendly to us. Russia and China love us dearly. And they're putting this gold into deep storage. I mean, it's not coming out again. Is that correct, Kevin? No, it's not. You know, I saw a a, a great cartoon in one of the Sunday papers, and it was China on one side of the fence and the United States on the other side of the fence, and we were throwing gold over to the fence to them, and they were throwing paper dollars back over the fence <laughs> to us. So, and so what, is, so what does that mean for the future? If Russia and China have all this gold and the U.S. doesn't have all this gold, what does that mean? Well, they're going to control the real money supply, because at some point you've printed up so much money that your money becomes devalued. So you know, since 1913, the, the dollar, the fake money, because of this printing since 1971, has lost 96% of its purchasing power. Things are getting more expensive. At and, some point, it's just unattainable, and the paper money becomes worthless. And, Kevin, what would you say to somebody who believes in save, 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 save until it hurts the U.S. dollar? What would you say to them? Save until it hurts the U.S. dollar? No, just save until, you know, they, you know, everybody says, I'm saving money. I go, you're an idiot, but I don't say that out loud. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah you right. do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I get the question. Yes, it's if you're saving paper money, it, you get, you have to read the book, right? I, I think you come up with the best explanations that are so simple for people to understand. I get complicated, and you have to kind of stop me and and simplify it. And you've been unbelievable at that throughout every book I've ever read. It's real simple. If you're holding paper money and the government keeps printing it. Then if there were $10 out there at one point and I print up another $10, the first $10 isn't going to be worth very much. It's going to continue to go down in value, and that's exactly what's happening in the United States. And it's not slowing down. It's speeding up. Our deficits are growing at record levels, 
And so the money that's out there is going to become worth less and less. So if that's what you're saving, then you're just going broke slowly. I want to thank you for saying that. Again, yeah. this, is Robert well Kiyos- this is Robert Kiyosaki. I'm speaking with Kevin Demerit, founder and chairman of Lear Capital and Wilshire Finance. He's the author of The Bulls, The Bears, and my favorite word, The Bust. His website is learcapital.com. And we come back, we'll go into, you know, if why isn't the price, what, well, what is the price of gold going to be? You know, on one side of the equation, we have my friend Jim Rickards of The Road to Ruin. He's calling for gold to go $10,000 an ounce. And we have my other friend, Harry Dent, who says gold is going to go to $400 an ounce. So we go from one range is 400, another range is 10,000 an ounce for gold. And somewhere, somewhere in inside between. there <laughs> is what's going to happen in the future. The, tr- the trouble is we don't know until that future arrives. So when you come back, we'll be talking further again to Kevin Demerit. What he sees the price of gold and silver going to, but more importantly, why? And another question I'm going to ask him, how is the price manipulated? You see, you think the price of gold or anything is honest. It's not. Everything is fake. All prices are manipulated and fake. You're listening to The Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. What is your number one expense in life? Your number one expense, it's taxes. And I've asked the question is, how come there's no financial education in school, but why isn't there education on taxes either? You know, they tell you to save money, which is stupid. They tell you to invest in the stock market, which is stupid. But what they teach you about taxes? So here at Rich Dad Advisor, Tom Wheelwright, we're talking about his revision for his book, Tax-Free Wealth. Welcome, Tom. Thanks, Robert. So what's the tax-free wealth about? What what's different this time? It's a revised edition. Well, so what we did was is we ha- this is the first major tax reform we've had in 30 years, 2017. Right. Was 86 was the last one. 86 was the last one back right. when I was in Washington D.C. So many guys got wiped out because of that tax change. <laughs> they did. They yeah. did. It wiped out an entire industry, savings and loans. This new tax law is just as big, but in a very different way. It affects different industries. You know, the tax law is always a series of incentives. And the question is always which incentives and which ones apply to me. And so the, the key to revising tax-free wealth was what is it, what changed so much in this new tax law that we can absolutely take advantage of, I mean, seriously, the amazing incentives. For example, I mean, the bonus depreciation, for example, for real estate is unbelievable. You buy a a, a million-dollar apartment, get a $300,000 reduction or more the very first year. So if you want to make more money and pay less taxes like Donald Trump and myself, get Tom's book, Tax-Free Wealth. Don't be like Charlie. Charlie is that do-it-yourselfer who does himself in. Do-it-yourself is good for tile and grout. It is not good for asset protection. Charlie thought he'd save a few dollars forming his LLC online. With no guidance, he did it wrong. When he sold the property, he lost thousands and thousands of dollars. He did himself in by trying to do it himself. Don't burn yourself. Use Corporate Direct to set up and maintain your LLCs and corporations. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by attorney and rich dad advisor, Garrett Sutton. Garrett wrote the bestsellers, Loopholes of Real Estate, and Start Your Own Corporation. He is Robert Kiyosaki's attorney for asset protection. He and his team will do it right. Visit them at CorporateDirect.com or call 800-600-1760. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off your formation fee. That's CorporateDirect.com. CorporateDirect.com. It pays. 
ways to listen. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki and the Rich Dad Radio Show. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Our guest today is Kevin Demerit, and he is the founder and chairman of Lear Capital and Wilshire Finance. And for full disclosure, I am a spokesperson on their TV commercials, and he doesn't compensate me, but he allows me to say what I think is my opinion on gold and silver. So I appreciate it. You can listen to the Rich Dad Radio program anytime, anywhere on iTunes or or Android, and all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. Once again, we don't sell gold or silver. I'm not going to take any orders today. You know, Kevin might. <laughs> but anyway. Um, and Kevin's also the author of The Bulls, The Bears, and, and the, the Bus. My favorite title. But anyway, we archive our programs so you can listen to this program again because repetition, we're an education company, not a marketing company. You can listen to this program one more time and you'll, you'll pick up twice as much. But more important, have your friends, family, and business associates listen to this program, especially, especially if you have friends, family, and school teachers who are telling you to save money. Because this program hopefully will say, well, maybe I should put some of my money into real gold and real silver, not fake gold and fake silver, which are gold and silver ET. Fs. Exchange traded funds, and and actually, Kevin, that's a question I have because in what what we were reading, um, you know, everybody's buying the demand for gold is going up all over the world. Countries are buying all this gold. Individuals are buying all this gold. Yet the ETFs, which is basically paper asset that inv- invests in gold and silver companies, that demand is down. That's right. So you you have a lot of individual investors that um, you know they, this happens all the time. You you get nervous about the real estate market, the stock market, what have you. The prices have been weak for a little while, and they start selling out. And so a lot of those exchange traded funds we're seeing, you know, outflows from the unsophisticated investors just chasing now the stock market and whatever's hot out there. And then you have the smart money like the central banks and some J.P. Morgan and so on and so forth that are actually getting back into the market at today's low prices. So let me ask you this. You know, Harry Dent calls for gold at $400 an ounce, and Rickards is calling for $10,000 an ounce. What are your thoughts on this? Well, my thoughts is, you know, I look at the inflation-adjusted price, which I think is going to be the most accurate. You know, uh, in 2008, uh, the, the inflation-adjusted price should have been around, you know, 2021 it hit 1975 as a high, so it got very close to its inflation-adjusted price. The inflation-adjusted price today is more in the $25, $2,600 range. That's where I think uh, gold goes. Uh, on the silver side, it's a little bit more volatile, but it's got a little bit more upside. So I, I would say on the silver side, we could be looking back toward you know mid-40s. It hit $47 an ounce in 2010. So I think you get back into the 40s in silver trades today at you know, around $13. That's a pretty, pretty big range there. Anyway, Harry Dent's calling for 400 and Rickards is calling for 10000 Somewhere in between, you got to make up your mind where it's going to go. And for full disclosure, you know, Kim and I do not save dollars. We save gold and silver. And we've been saving that for years and years and years and years and years. And I don't mean ETFs. I don't trust anything that's paper. Right, Kim? That's right. We buy real gold, coins, yeah. bars, and silver. Real silver, and and I, you know, here's a question, Kevin, because you're you're in this business every day. I know I can't understand when Robert and I talk to people and they're holding, they're saving cash, they're saving money in the bank, and we say, why don't you go buy some gold coins and have have a percentage held in gold? And 
I don't, they don't do it. I don't understand. They're, they're like afraid to do it. There's like this fear. Is there any risk in buying gold or do you have any psychological explanation of why they just wouldn't go out there and just purchase some gold coins? Or silver. Or you know, silver. Silver is 20 yeah. bucks an yeah. ounce. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the biggest reason uh, that people don't buy is because they don't understand it. We are so tuned into, I can get on my iPhone now or go on a computer and purchase stocks back and forth. I can call up a stockbroker and they can, you know, buy and sell my stock if anybody's still doing it that way. Paper, paper, that's what they're buying. Right. And so when you're going to get physical gold delivered to your home or put into your IRA or 401k account or something like that, I think, you know, I just don't understand it. If I can't get my mind wrapped around it enough, then I'm just not going to do it. So like your program here, we're more of an educational company. You know, here, here's the education on this real money, and then you can decide with real information uh, if you'd like to come in or not. And I think that's the best way to kind of go about this is just educate so that they understand it and they can make it an intelligent, informed decision. Right. So Lear Capital, L-E-A-R-C-A-P-I-T-A-L dot com, how do you sell gold and silver? Well, we sell physical gold and silver, so we actually deliver the physical metal to your home or a depository, depending on where you'd like it to go, uh, or in your IRA, 401k, or other retirement accounts. We're actually authorized by the government to be able to place physical gold into those types of accounts. That's good. How many years have you been in business? 27 years. No trouble so far? No trouble. <laughs> so no, far. No Madoffs in there? Nope. It's kind of hard. You know, if you own the piece of gold in your hand and it's in your home, it's yours. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, other than price adjustment, I mean, is there any risks to buying, to holding gold and silver? I. Uh, well, it's it's yeah, always steals a, it from you. That's yeah. you can't yeah, get yeah. It back. You know, yeah. Somebody bonks you over the head, then you have a problem. But uh, no, if it's in your safety deposit box or it's in the depository, it is yours. It's physically there. It's not a piece of paper that somebody else, a CEO like Madoff or somebody, can manipulate or uh, rip you off like Enron. It it is yours. It's a bare asset. So as long as you have that physically there, it's no one else's liability. So Kevin, Kevin, one more time, what well, is the big question? The price is manipulated. Gold and silver prices are manipulated. They, they should be higher, but they're actually forced down. How did, how is that done? Well, it's usually done through the paper market. So options and futures contracts where you put a small amount of money down and control uh, a lot of not physical gold, but paper gold. And so that's what the price is going to be predicated on is what are those futures and option markets doing? But when it gets too far out of whack, like we see it now, the physical metal and that spot market usually starts to um, turn itself around. So we saw the same thing right before 2008. We saw a lot of paper, uh, gold, and silver being sold into the market. It drove the price all the way down in 2000. Uh, it drove it down to $250 an ounce. And then it immediately bu uh, jumped back up about 70%. So that manipulation can only last for so long because it's fake paper, and the real asset starts to come back and adjust to its real price again. So why would they want to keep the price low? That's the question. Well, you know, Morgan Stanley has, uh, what is it, uh, over 300 million ounces of silver. Well, the strategy is buy low, sell high. If I can keep driving that silver price down like it looks like they have been, They've been selling off contracts, but they have 300 million of physical silver. I would like to buy it at those lower prices and then 
when the market starts its correction again here, which I think would be fairly soon, that price is going to be much higher. They make a big profit. So it's what you're saying. It's like uh, they manipulate. That's, the rumor is that's what China is doing. They're, they're keeping the price of both gold and silver low so they can accumulate. And it put, it's put into deep storage. They're not trading it. It's not coming back into the marketplace. They're going to store it forever. And that's, and that's why the, the amount of gold and silver is actually... What do you call it? I don't know what records calls it, but the, the amount of gold and real gold and silver being traded is going down because people are hiding it. Is that, is that your opinion? Uh, I don't know if they're hiding it. I just think that the paper market is being manipulated from a central bank standpoint. You know, central banks purchased 651 tons of gold last year, the highest in uh, 50 years and a 74% increase over the year before. You should have seen the price go up. But like I said, they can manipulate the paper price down, buy the physical gold, and then wait for people to come back in or markets to correct, and the price of the physical stuff goes up, and that's what they're all sitting on now. And, and is there a scarcity of gold, or is more and more gold being produced, more and more silver being produced, or not? No, you have a, a decrease uh, in the amount of gold being mined or found, uh, discovered. And on the silver side, it's even a worse problem. You know, we're very short on the supply. Industrial demand has gone through the roof starting, you know, in mid-2003, mid, uh, 2004 and with when all you the say, electronic devices. And when you say industrial, oh, there you go, industrial being all the, all the technology devices that silver's used for. Right. And that started in about 2004, 2005 with all the screens and phones and big screen TVs, all those kinds of things. They gobbled up a lot of silver. Mm. The big one now, solar. Those panels are much bigger than your iPhone, and they are going through a lot of silver. There is no solar without silver. Oh, interesting. And so uh, I don't think renewable energy is going away anytime soon, so I think the demand on the silver side is uh, going to continue to rise. Yeah, that's why if you ever watch me on Fox television, <laughs> I say I like silver. Is The main reason I like silver versus gold, I mean, I have a lot of gold also, but silver is an industrial metal. I mean, it is used to make the industries run well in healthcare and water and so many other areas used it. But gold is just kind of gold. Gold is money. So the other, other question I have is this, why, I don't know how to say this, but why do people become afraid of real gold and real silver? I mean, I, I put my hand, I go to my, you know, my I, I get gold and silver in my hands and I get happy. And other people would rather have a piece of paper well, and, I don't get it. And and also after talking with with Kevin and other experts in gold and silver, we always end up buying more after a radio show like this. <laughs> so I'm sure we'll be buying more gold and silver, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, you know, again, I think people just don't understand it like you do. You know, they haven't looked at it the way you've looked at it. You know, I heard a story once from a wise man. He was in the Navy, his ship pulled into a foreign point port. He bought a Krugerrand for $50. That was One me. ounce of gold. That was, that's right. It was you. That's right. Today, <laughs> here it is worth 1300 And it was preserving wealth. You're preserving your wealth. And maybe that's just boring for some people until 2008 comes along or a 2000 comes along and it wipes out 50%, 60% of your wealth or inflation strips your fake money of its purchasing power. Then wealth preservation means a lot. And Maybe it's a boring subject or they just don't understand well, it. But. They definitely don't understand it because I just read a story of this woman who had a $20 gold coin 
and she took it to to go pay for something and they said you can't pay your bill with this you must change it for cash so she takes this $20 gold coin to the bank and they give her $20 <laughs> they give her $20 for a coin that's probably worth what a thousand Oh, 1300 more. 13, well, $1,300, yeah. yeah. And so she had like 10 of these, and now they're trying to find her because the bank gave her 100 bucks. I want to find her, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just crazy. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. They I'm a do buyer. not understand it. They don't know. They think $20 gold coin is worth $20. Well, I'll tell you something even more amazing. JP Morgan just put out a chart, uh, in, on, it was in Bloomberg. And they gave the 20-year annualized returns by asset class. So from 1999 to 2018, so obviously we're in 2019. The average investor in that 20-year period made 1.9%. Here's the crazy part to me. The S&P 500 in that 20-year period, annualized returns, was 5.6%. Gold was 7.7%. It was the second most successful investment class in that 20-year period you have a 37% better increase or better return in each one of those years if you would have purchased gold. The only other thing that, uh, that beat out the gold um, market was real estate, REITs, which Robert knows a ton about, uh, you know, but it's another tangible asset. It's a real asset. I wouldn't buy the REIT, but I'd buy a piece of real estate, right, but exactly. it's, it's another real asset. So it's funny that the paper assets are down below the top three. The first was rates. The second was gold. The third was oil. All real assets. Yep. Which we and then the S and P five hundred. Yeah. Yep. The last thing I want to ask you is this: It's kind of hard for people to understand this thing called counterparty risk. Can you explain that? Because that's a very important point of gold and silver. There's no counterparty risk to it. Can you explain that? Yeah, it's back to if you are holding that physical gold. You have no counterparty risk because it is yours. You can do whatever you'd like with it. But if I'm holding a stock and I have a CEO who's doing crazy things at the company, embezzling money or what have you, that's a counterparty risk. I can't do anything about that CEO. He's just doing what he's doing. Or how about if I'm saving U.S. dollars or euro or yen and the government's printing more money? Right. Can't can't do anything about the government printing the money so when the inflation rate goes up or my purchasing power goes down on those dollars it's all because of the amount of money that they've printed so all of those counterparty risks in each one of the investments um, is not there when you have your physical gold it would yeah. be like owning a piece of real estate 100 percent it is it is is yours if you didn't have a loan on it um, you shouldn't have too many counterparty risks because I think gold's even better it's a little bit more liquid and I can put a lot of it in a safety deposit box and preserve a lot of wealth that way. Well, anyway, Kevin, you know, thank you very, very much for um, you know supporting my message and educating people too. Re really, yeah. really appreciate it, Kevin. And the and the website is Lear Capital, L-E-A-R, LearCapital.com. I'm sure you have a wealth of information and things such as, and we didn't get to it, but there's different kind of like gold coins you can buy. American Eagles, you can buy Krugerrands, you can buy all these different types of coins. And do you have on your website the the differences between them? Yes, Great. on the website, and, and we send out. As well. Yes, and we have a lot of free information that we send out so people can understand it. So, you know, Kim, Robert, I want to thank you. Um, I, I got the advanced copy of the book, and absolutely fantastic. Everyone should get a copy so you understand the difference between real money and fake money. Fantastic yep. job again on another probably best-selling book. 
for the I don't even know how many time now. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you know thanks for supporting my message too about uh, why real money versus fake money. You bet. Keep up the good work. All right, thank, thank you. you, Kevin. Thank you. And we come back. We're going to the most popular part of our program, which is Ask Robert. You're listening to the Rich Dad Radio Show with Robert Kiyosaki. Don't be like Charlie. Charlie is that do-it-yourselfer who does himself in. Do-it-yourself is good for tile and grout. It is not good for asset protection. Charlie thought he'd save a few dollars forming his LLC online. With no guidance, he did it wrong. When he sold the property, he lost thousands and thousands of dollars. He did himself in by trying to do it himself. Don't burn yourself. Use Corporate Direct to set up and maintain your LLCs and corporations. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by attorney and rich dad advisor, Garrett Sutton. Garrett wrote the bestsellers, Loopholes of Real Estate and Start Your Own Corporation. He is Robert Kiyosaki's attorney for asset protection. He and his team will do it right. Visit them at CorporateDirect.com or call 800-600-1760. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off your formation fee. That's CorporateDirect.com. CorporateDirect.com. Financial freedom begins with financial education. Now back to Robert Kiyosaki and the Rich Dad Radio Show. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Again, I want to thank our guest today, Kevin Demerit, and he's a chairman of and chairman and founder of Lair Capital and Wilshire Finance. He's the author of Bulls, the Bears, and the Bust, and his website is LairCapital.com. Please visit it because he is very much in the rich dad vein. He's into education first, and then selling. And most people don't give a crap about education; they just want to sell you something. So go to LairCapital.com. And once again, you can listen to the Rich Dad Radio Show anytime, anywhere on iTunes or Android. And all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. We archive it because we're an educational company. We don't recommend you buy gold and silver. We, we explain why Kim and I buy gold and silver, but I don't say you should either. But you can listen to this program again. You'll learn twice as much. But most important, have your friends, family, and business associates, those savers who are losers, Man, I caught so much hell for that one. I said, savers are losers. Your houses are not an asset. And the rich don't work for money. That was 22 years ago I said all that. And these losers out there are still working for money. They're still saving money. They still think their house is an asset. And they're still investing for the long term in the stock market. Stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and ETFs. And those guys will be toast in a few years if, and I hope I'm wrong, if, as Kevin says, bulls, bears, and the bus. If there's a bus, all those guys who are in the stock market with stock spots, mutual funds, and ETF, it's as Jim's, Jim Records says of the book, The Road to Ruin, nice, nice, so very nice. So many people trapped the same device. They're all sitting there in this bubble market called the stock market in a job. Well, and I, and I thought it was really interesting that Kevin said the best returns have been re related to real estate, gold and silver, and oil, all real assets. Yep, and of course your stockbroker will never tell you that because no. they don't make money selling you that stuff. <laughs> you know, they can only sell you paper. You know, REITs and uh, Exxon, Standard Oil, 
and gold and silver ETFs. Be careful, you know, and I'm gonna plug my book one more time. It's called Fake, Fake Money, Fake Teachers, Fake Assets. And a lot of people are getting fake advice. Fake advice, and most financial advisors are fake. They don't know what they're selling you, but they gotta sell you something because otherwise they don't eat. So anyway, you can submit your questions or ask Robert at richdadradio.com. We appreciate the questions. So Tony, what's the first question we have? First question comes from Jacob. His favorite book is Rich Dad Guide to Investing. Robert, you say you never sell gold and silver. When would you ever sell these? Would you sell once these assets peak and rotate out into another asset class such as real estate? You know, I like that question because it shows how desperate people are for money. And in my book, Fake, you'll read in there about a thing called an infinite return, which Kim and I practice. Once you have an infinite return, you realize you'll never need money because Kim and I use debt. You know, and, well, you gotta get out of debt. You gotta get out. No, we we do everything that the everything that the financial planners and bankers tell us to do. We don't do, but people are so needy for money, so that's why they don't buy gold and silver because they want to spend it. And the good thing about gold and silver, you're you're a couple of steps away from spending it because you walk into a store with a gold Krugerrand or an eagle. And the clerk is clueless. They go, "What is that? I don't know. Is that is that a, is that a fifty dollar? Is that a gold coin? I mean, what is that? I mean, Americans, people all over the world are so ignorant to gold and silver. You could have a fifteen hundred dollar gold coin, and they wouldn't take it, right? Well, Kim? they didn't. I mean, that was the story I told. A woman yeah. walked in with a twenty dollar gold coin, and first of all, the place she was trying to pay her bills said, "We can't take gold. Don't go to the bank and, and exchange it." And they exchanged it for twenty dollars. A gold coin, a one ounce gold coin was exchanged for $20. And she had like 10 of them. That is how financially ignorant most people are. And the banker didn't know either. I mean, come on, the banks didn't even know this? That's crazy. And a little bit of tidbit, a little superfluous information is that the only way the US dollar or the yen or the euro exists, it's debt and taxes. Without debt and taxes, see the only reason it's called government money is you have to pay taxes with it. Debt and taxes. If you understand well, we talked about counterparty risk and all that. The reason the government doesn't like gold and they don't accept it because they don't want, they want to accept it for taxes. That's why people, they want to spend it. So Kim and I hold, we don't, we, we, we do infinite return. It's in fake how we use no money to make millions of dollars, pay no taxes, and we save gold and silver. We don't spend it. We spent it once, right? We spent some. We spent it ones. once back in the late 80, 1980s because we were buying our house. We were living in La Jolla. We were buying our house in Portland, Oregon, um, and they said we need a twenty-three thousand dollar down payment after we'd been jumping through hoops because our credit was terrible um, to even get a loan based on who we were was ridiculous. Um, and she said, "Yeah, we need twenty-three thousand uh, dollars in forty-eight hours." And I'm like, "We don't have twenty-three thousand, but." I opened our closet door and there were bars of silver stacked up in our in our master bedroom closet and I literally put them into brown grocery bags and walked them to the precious metals dealer just down the street, cashed them in, and that's how we bought our house. But that's the only time so far that we have sold. And I, th- I think we're buying the silver for like $1.90 an ounce yeah, and today it's like 17 an ounce. Yeah. It just shows you how much, it is, I'm not saying to brag, but that's how worthless the US dollar has become or the yen or the euro. Next question there, Tony. So we don't sell, we just we just buy and hold. Next question comes from Dan in New Jersey, favorite book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Robert, you mentioned holding gold, silver, and currency outside the US legally. 
What kind of attorney should we consult to find out how to do this? Where can we buy real gold as there are so many companies claiming to be real? Yeah, you gotta be very careful when you're buying, especially, in the, but the same thing as hiring an attorney. We'd looked long and hard for this attorney, Yeah, we right? did, yes we did. Because- Came highly recommended. Because if you move money offshore illegally, they can take the whole thing. Yeah, you gotta do it legally. You gotta go do it by the numbers. Really, really important, really important. Yeah, because uh, when you know President Obama was after all those guys hiding money overseas, and this guys who do it legally and people who do it illegally. So I, I, I'm not at liberty to give you our attorney's name, but please start doing your own market research the same way as you start researching those who sell you gold and silver. Most people I've met, because I buy a lot of gold and silver, most of the people I make, I've met in the gold and silver business are fake. They don't, they're, they're only standing behind that counter because they need the job. They're not gold and silver advocates. So when I met Kevin McDemerit, and also there's Jerry Williams here in Phoenix, you know, it's American Precious Metals. These guys are hardcore gold guys. They've been in it for years and years and years. These guys are hardcore gold guys. But they're also, and they're also educators. They're educators, They want yeah. you to understand what you're buying. They don't want to just sell you something. If you don't understand it, they're probably not gonna sell you yeah. anything. So when I, when I go in and I talk to a gold or silver salesperson, I, really, I just ask them a couple of questions. You know, how long have you been in the business, you know? What, how, much, how much gold and silver do you own? Do you buy numismatic? Numismatic means collectibles. So this is a rare coin. They try and sell you a numismatic, a rare gold or silver coin run because you don't know the value of the, of the coin unless Dania Samuelson, good guy out of Austin, Texas, he is the head of the numismatic society. This guy lives, eats, breathes numismatics, rare coins. So I bought a lot of rare coins from him just because that guy is for real, same as Jerry Williams here at American Precious Metals and Kevin Demerit, 27 years in the business. That's what I'm looking for. If I meet some guy who's trying to sell me a, a numismatic, a rare coin, you know, I write about it in fake. There's a lot of people selling the silver coins that was paid to Judas to betray Jesus. <laughs> Okay. I mean, how do you okay. know that this was a coin that Judas accepted? You know what I mean? That's a pretty far shot. I don't think Jesus endorsed it. I don't think Judas <laughs> endorsed it. But you know, all these things are questions you should ask before you do anything. I don't care if it's real estate, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, or ETFs. Most people are fake teachers. The reason they're called stockbrokers, real estate brokers, they're broker than you are. If you understand that, if they don't sell you something, they don't eat and they'll do anything to eat and feed the kids and pay for the college. Just remember that, okay? So once again, I thank uh, Kevin Demerit, chairman and founder of Lear Capital, and I thank you all for listening. You can submit your questions to askrobert at richdadradio.com.